Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Fringe of It. Episode number 35. How are you? Welcome back to, to cold, freezing, blighting. I know. It's, but you know what? It was quite cold and freezing in the Big Apple so um I'm literally sitting by my window and I feel like a Christmas card but except a miserable one because it's just absolutely hammering it down on the oh have you got have you got rain on the on the weather they were like there's going to be freezing rain I was like is that not is that not snow um but I'm probably a bit stupid (laughs) what is freezing rain that is snow if I was playing what's that game where you have to describe something but you can't mention what the actual thing is I mean that's articulate articulate yeah yeah that's how I would describe freezing freezing rain aka snow yeah, how peculiar. Well, we're apparently getting snow um, in Lincoln. I'm I'm not sure. I'm in my pyjamas. I haven't got dressed all day. You know how I, li- how I like to tell you what I'm wearing. Um, paint a picture. I've got fluffy slippers on, polka dot bottoms, and a, a cable knit cream jumper, and I've not brushed my hair. Oh, that is heaven. And it's five o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm not going to get dressed. I don't blame you for one second. Well, I saw, I can't remember who, where I saw this, but somebody... Um, somebody on the internet just said basically scheduling downtime for Christmas and I've got quite a busy schedule coming up you know I've got spas to go to dinners to go to oh yeah I am so desperately jealous all I wanted was to go on a spa day with my friends and no one can do it and I'm just like I'm gonna take myself Oh no, well if you can get up here you're more than welcome. So my best friend's back from Australia on Thursday, not that I'm counting, and we are having a day together on the 23rd and it's, well actually you can't come because you won't get a word in the <laughs> I'll just be like listening in. Yeah, or you can just like go off, do your own thing, come back every now and again. and like, Can you imagine? That, that, that wouldn't make me feel like a third wheel at all. <laughs> And also, you would keep coming back every five minutes because you'd be like, I've got something new to tell you that. Can you, oh, yeah, do come, but you won't actually be allowed to talk to us and you can go and do your own thing. I feel so welcome. Yeah. Thanks, Charlotte. Yeah, you can't, you can't sit Thanks, with Charlotte. us. Thanks, Charlotte. So inclusive. I've not... <laughs> I sound like such a horrible person right now. I've not seen her for nearly a oh, year. She just gets... This is what happens when you see each other too much. She just goes, right, actually, I don't need to see you. <laughs> 
bored. But um, so I have loads of lovely things coming up, and it's none of it's a chore. But you know, when you get to that stage of Christmas where you're like, I'm a bit frazzled now. So I decided today we could we could have gone out, found something to do. But I was like, do you know what? I'm not getting dressed. We're just going to watch some TV. June's been doing some drawing. We've been doing a bit of tidying. Not a lot, really. I'm so jealous. I said last year I, w- I worked until like the 23rd, which I know is still an improvement because a lot of people work till Christmas Day. They work on the 26th, 27th. Um, and I was doing pretty much that. And this year I was like, nope, I'm going to stop from the 14th. I'm going to have a break. And things just have not stopped. And I'm just waiting now. And I just don't know when it's going to stop. And I, I feel fried. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's such a horrible feeling that this time of year. There's so much to do, so much to do. So um, I don't know. I'm feeling, I'm feeling quite smug at the moment. But let's talk next week. And oh my see god, I just, I don't. Uh, I'm really hoping. I'm hoping by this time when we speak next week, um, I'm going to be a bit more chilled. But maybe this is a good time to just apologise that we have have had a little bit of hiatus, and for the fact that we didn't get around to doing the event that we promised as well. Well, I would would like to apologize but i would also like to say we, we won't mention the brand but it, it's all on them really because they said for for a good month it was all it was all going ahead and then at the last minute they were like oh no sorry we can't do it anymore and we were like sorry and it was at a point what? where what? What? everyone every venue or every like budgets are signed off for brands like there's no spaces anywhere for anything to have an event because of Christmas parties and it was it's very frustrating but know that we are very very sorry that we didn't do our live recording at Christmas we're gutted we wanted Christmas sandwiches I know I know somebody want somebody messaged me and was like I need to know what's happening because I need to know when I need to bake oh, my mince pies stop. and I was like I am so sorry but it's not happening I'm so I'm gutted. gutted but maybe we can plot something in January for a little pick-me-up party maybe Oh yes, like the sound of that or a pajama party. Oh, my shoulders I'd are love, going. I'm do you know what? It. When I was at, cause I stayed at the Hoxton when I was in New York, and their New Year's Eve party sounds like a hoot. So, if you're in New York, by the way, um, this sounds incredible. They're doing. An, this isn't. This sounds really addy, but I was just so sold on this that I couldn't stop talking about it they're doing a new year's eve party obviously on new year's eve and you get pajamas i think there's a free bar for a few hours i think tickets are like 150 dollars, but you get really posh pajamas and i think for 500 dollars for two people you get a room at the hoxton and tickets this new year's eve party oh that sounds i mean it's yeah i mean the ticket alone sounds expensive but if you but... wanted somewhere to stay do you yeah, get they like give you the pajamas ones. as well i know it's still that's still a lot of money oh, but i was just like I don't know, like, they, they, there are other things included, but I just, I was like, wow, I want to go to a pyjama party. Maybe maybe if we did it, we wouldn't charge oh, yeah. um, $500, but I don't think anyone would pay that for, to no. see us. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, was, it was just sounds very exciting. Oh, right up my street. What was your favourite thing that you did in New oh, York? Do you know, Tell I, me, I, I loved staying in a new area. So I've never stayed in Brooklyn before, and we stayed in Williamsburg, which was V cool, V trendy, and... I'm, I know Manhattan quite well, so I thought it was so nice to explore somewhere else. And it was just really festive. We, when I went with, to my, well, there was a group of us, but on the first day, a couple of us, my friend Lindsay and my friend Sophia, we went around. Sophia had never been to New York before, so we were doing like Cat's Deli and all the really touristy stuff, but it was so exciting almost doing it with someone that never done it before. 
I, I've got, uh, sorry, I can't talk. I have actually got goose pimples. Um, it's so exciting going to New York for the first time. And I can't imagine going to New York for the first time at Christmas. I think I would just, it's not even worth thinking about. I've never been to New York at Christmas. I've been to New York twice. And I still think if I went at Christmas, it'd be like going oh, for the first time all over so, again. It's honestly, magical. the only other place I think I'd live outside of London I mean, that's quite an indulgent thing to say and quite a fancy thing to say, but oh, I love it. Yeah, no, the only place I would live outside of Lincoln <laughs> is definitely New York. <laughs> I do not blame you for a second. Um, shall we? I'm just itching to talk about what I've been watching while you Oh, do, do, pray tell, pray tell. Let's move on to telly chat. Well, I have been watching something that has been so alluring that I've not been watching Escape to the Chateau. That's how much of a draw it is. Um, so, I know. Yes! I know. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is back. I started it. <laughs> episode so where one. Is, where are you? Where are you at? Oh, God. Uh, oh, I didn't know there was one. another season. Live, live, live. Cancel all your meetings next week. Cancel everything you're doing apart from seeing me and watch Mrs. Maisel. Um, it's just incredible. I have, we, we finished the second season last night, which I think it's been out for 10 days. I would like to say that that shows an incredible amount of self-control on my behalf. Maybe I did watch the first season. I'm not sure. Well, basically it was on the plane and the first episode I saw was at her wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, with the shrimp and the egg rolls. Yeah, is that, is that the first se- season? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Okay, that's good. I've not dived in at the wrong part. No, you're fine. Keep on going. Just keep going down that road. I nearly suggested that we actually watch series one again because it had been so long. I've got the memory of, well, a fish basically. And um, we did have to keep pausing it and going, oh, hang on, hang on. Um, And then like figuring out what had happened. So yeah, carry on. Watch season one then just carry on into season two um the outfits in season two are just on another on another level and um it's been created by amy sherman um paladino and the wit and the pace of the comedy i can't even explain just like how how good it is i was just the jokes are so subtle and if you if you blink you'll miss some of them some real laugh out loud moments but like oh it's just so witty and so quick um and susie and midge so midge is mrs mazel and susie's her manager the relationship that those two have is just is just hilarious um and then they went to set two or three episodes in catskills which is a holiday park in upstate new york so it was very dirty dancing in the 50s oh my god um and the sets like they'd even match like the sign painting to the colors of the cars to her outfits like I just can't even explain it was very Wes Anderson like the colors and the sets and the way that it was all all kind of rolling rolling out it was it's just I've just loved every single minute of it the only downside is um Midge's parenting is terrible she has two children I've I've never seen her hold a baby like oh. I, the you, do get, you do get that from series season one episode one as well yeah I mean I don't know it's it's a bit weird it's kind of like um a plot point that they've just forgotten about but I've, I've loved I've loved every minute and I'm absolutely obsessed with Lenny Bruce or the actor that plays Lenny Bruce he does such a good job and I'm just I get a bit swoony um but yeah 
10 days it took me and I think that's very controlled that's that's almost an episode a day that's really good I just I watched the first bit on the plane so I was like oh I've heard a lot about this and I loved it and I was like I've literally said to my nan my mum and Joe that we all need to watch it oh get on it well my mum came around for for a birthday tea the other day and um side note Jack was like I'll just stuff the football on mute I said what you my mum's coming round for her birthday dinner. You will not have the football on mute. And he was just looking at me and I was like, sorry, have I have I agreed to marry this? Like, who thinks it's acceptable to have the football on mute when it's not your birthday? Oh, don't. Don't yeah, even. He was like, oh, well, your brother and your dad will want to watch it. I said, I do not care. It's mother's birthday. Anyway, I put the first episode on of Mrs. Maisel season one for my mum and everyone was kind of like rolling their eyes. I was like, it's not about any of you lot. Did she and enjoy she, it? Oh, she thoroughly enjoyed it. So that's next. She's just finished season two of Glow. Um, she's not been very well. So oh. she binged that. She, it's just a cold, but it's been lingering for like a week, like bed bound kind of thing. Um, so she's finished season two of Glow and now she's going to move on to Mrs. Maisel. But if you've got nothing to do between Christmas and New Year, pencil it in. Done and done. Um, and then I did catch up with Escape to the Chateau today. So six days after the last episode aired, Dick and Angel were on this morning Ooh. on Friday. They've made it. Um, I was thinking... Should I ever be on this morning for I've got no reason to go on there? Like, what do you wear to go on this morning? Gosh, what did, what did Angel wear? Well, well, that's just what I mean. I was quite surprised. Like, she looked very Angel, but I was like, she had flat shoes on. And I was like, well, yeah, you wear flat shoes all the time. Why would you have heels on to go on this morning? It's a very tricky invitation, isn't it? Because it's kind of like, well, you need to look put together, but it's in the middle of the day. And you need to look like yourself as well. Yeah. Mm. Get back to me. Do let me know what you would wear. Where if you're ever invited onto the What morning. would you wear, Charlotte? Well, I don't know. I'm still puzzled. <laughs> this is what this is what I was thinking about earlier as I as I was watching it. I was like, oh, what what, what would you wear? Hmm. I guess it like wedding attire? No. Oh no. A hat. <laughs> A fascinator. <laughs> but it's kind of like daytime, daytime glam, but not too glam. I'd probably go through Holly Willoughby's archives and just see what she's been she's been rocking. Just copy one of Holly's outfits. Fair enough. Mm. Um, but basically, that's all I've been watching. What have you been watching? What What was on the plane? Well, do you know on the plane? Oh, oh, well, on the plane they had all the best Christmas films. So I watched Home Alone two and Elf naturally. Um, and on the way back, I watched Love Actually. But I also watched Christopher Robin, which I've been desperate to see. Um, and there, there were some really great new releases. American Airlines have an incredible entertainment selection. So I feel I didn't quite utilise it properly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Home Alone too. But when you're going to New York. No, I did I did like your Instagram story where you did a clip of Elf and you were like, me arriving in See, New York. See, exactly. It had, it had entertainment value all around. But actually, before the week before I went to New York, I was actually in Ramsgate. And my mum and I went to the cinema four pounds a ticket might I add we got two tickets yeah. popcorn and chocolate for a tenner it's unbelievable the price of the cinema I know I keep <laughs> look you've opened that can of worms again but the price of the cinema in Lincoln is extortionate oh my god get me back to have you heard about the new um the new Odeon in Leicester Square how much they're charging for a ticket well, how much 40 British pounds there was what? a BBC article about it. I shit you not. 
what do you get for 40 brushes pounds? Brushes pounds. pounds. <laughs> She's, we're, we're just stunned. <laughs> brushes oh. pounds. Um, I don't know. I have no idea, but um, I couldn't believe it. Do you get to keep your chair? Oh, you'd hope, wouldn't you? You get a massage. 40 quid? Wow. Um, what did you and your mum see at the oh, cinema? Sorry, I love talking. A long overdue life. visit to see Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, of course you did. Goodness gracious. What is wrong with oh, you? What do you well, think? I'm, well, put it this way. I'm seeing it again next week before it leaves the cinema. I was just, oh, it was exceptional. Like, it was weird. Like, I came out and I almost felt like a bit sad. Like, obviously, is it very sad? It's, it's, it's sad, but I felt sad and I was like, I didn't want to, old like listen to the soundtrack straight away or any like queen i was a bit like oh i need to be respectful then the day after and ever since all i've listened to is queen i just think queen needs to be listened to oh do you know what I, I was i i i cried i laughed i was like just i need to be more freddy i need to just like he just didn't give a shit but he did and he didn't he was so caring and thoughtful but he just was so himself like this is me oh and then my mum was always like be more freddy be more freddy and oh I, I fell in love love with brian may as well he just seems like the nicest nicest person i just can't believe that's not brian may i, I was quite attracted to him it's, i was quite attracted to all of them actually to be yeah, honest i know what you mean so many confusing feelings about i know about oh brian i may. absolutely adore him so I, obviously when you when you watch a film like that you go home and what i do anyway is then i just research as if it's a dissertation i'll be on like googling them all like looking at old footage i just get really invested oh no that's how jack knows if i've enjoyed yeah, I just... something because i'll research it he's like he's like you didn't enjoy that did you and he's <laughs> like how do you know he's like you're not researching it like if I don't research something after I've watched it not like it just didn't move me or entertain me that's like me I'm like oh looking up Lucy Boynton I love Lucy Boynton who played Mary I already love her she was in a film called Sing Street which I adore um I love that song the the riddle of the model (laughs) (laughs) even in even in nearly your impression of that song hasn't got any better um but I absolutely love her, and I think she played an incredible role. And they're going out in real life. I didn't realise. Mary what? and... Um, what? Oh, Remy, yeah. Oh, Remy? Yeah. Are they? Oh, well, that's not reached my... Uh, that's not reached Lincoln, that news. <laughs> You've not been researching hard enough, Charlotte. No, I haven't. I've, 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 to be fair, I've been doing a lot more research on oh, Mrs. Maisel. Um, I just oh, that's the everything. thing. Like, Joe hasn't seen oh, Bohemian Rhapsody yet, so that's why I want to go with him because I'm like, you have to see it on a big screen. Well, yeah, this is how I feel about um, A Star Is Born because if if Jack hadn't gone to cinema to see that with me, I mean, he got missold. To be fair, he didn't really know what it was about, but he wouldn't tolerate like the incessant singing. Like, imagine be like, "Oh, Jack, it's a it's a film about um, Liverpool FC and their development over," <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, cool." This sounds amazing. You could see him in the cinema just looking at me like, "Did you, you really think I'd enjoy you this?" Joking. Yeah, he did enjoy it to a point, but I mean, he tolerated it for me. But I mean, if he hadn't seen it, he would have just been like, what, what is this? And um, I was in traffic yesterday and the car behind me was playing the soundtrack to A Star Is Born so loud that I could sing That's, along oh, to it. That, is, that was me. That was me. I didn't know you got stuck behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly got out and was like, well, do you want to be me? It was just me. 
Um, I got my Spotify most listened to this year and Shallow, A Star Is Born, is number three. Like how much have I listened to it since it's come out for it to be in my top top three most played songs of 2018? Oh my God. I had two Mamma Mia songs in there, which will come as no surprise to anyone. Shock horror. Let's go over Let's do that. I think that'd be a good, nice yearly roundup. Yeah, definitely. Have you been watching anything else? No, I haven't. It was mainly those two things. Um... Yeah. Mary Poppins is out on the 21st. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that very much so. Um, well, you also know that um, Michael is is Paddington Bear. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. Did you not know that? No, I only figured it out oh, like, this morning. good for you. <laughs> old news, old news. Old Paddington news, Bear was definitely on, a film I did on. the research on. <laughs> Talking of old news, um, can we dissect Baby Shark? Oh my God. Because you hadn't heard of it. And for anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, go on to YouTube and Google Baby Shark. Um, but I can do the whole song, all the actions. Um, it's June's favourite thing. She loves it. She goes, shark, shark. I can't wait to sing I'm it to her next telly. week. Baby shark. Baby shark. Baby shark. Mommy. I like how... Oh. Still going. I like how you went really high. Oh, it's it's such a pain. Um, yeah. But I saw it on um, Kim, my friend Kim's Instagram. She shared it and I was like, well, thanks for that. Well, thanks. Shall we move on to shopping? So Liv and I are having um, a bit of a podcast meeting next week. <laughs> See how official this is going to be. Um, and we um, this might be our last ever weekly shopping segment um because I think as we move to 2019 and we're going to be more responsible shoppers that we won't be talking about shopping every week but um it is still 2018 and I'm still a bit of an irresponsible shopper so I think it'll be I think it's good to say it'll be peppered with other things so we'll be talking about like we'll exchange it for fridge fantasies and we won't be we won't be going without yeah don't worry we're not just cutting the podcast out. yeah no it will be it'll be popping up every maybe every couple of weeks but just to you know just to maybe, maybe things we've rediscovered in our wardrobes perhaps you could twist it talking of rediscover rediscovering i bought some red dial and dye this week which is very exciting i, saw I, that. I haven't dyed anything in years Ooh transformative and um, I had a jumpsuit it was a pink ASOS one I wore it to Lost Village and somebody um I don't even remember this happening um drinking is not funny or cool um big or clever but somebody chucked some red wine on me I probably deserved it um and I've tried to wash it a couple of times and it wouldn't come out and it was a baby pink jumpsuit and I was like what can I do and then as Christmas has been approaching I'm like I really need a red jumpsuit um so I just got a pack of dial and dye it was called red tulip and it was a fiver straight in the washing machine within 40 minutes I had a new jumpsuit boosh um until my dad came around and said oh have you been on the oil rigs I said what Ugh. do you mean you've been on the oil rigs he was like oh they all wear the red the red jumpsuits I was like cheers dad you're like look it's called fashion look it up <laughs> and also I think the red arrows uh wear, wear red jumpsuits as well so maybe they'll let me um I was going to say drive a plane, fly a plane. Maybe that's how you can get to, to my house next time. You'll see coming across in like, um, oh God. Loop the loop. Exactly. <laughs> I'll do the loop the loop to the South London. Um, did Well, tell me about New York. What did you buy? Well, um, I did quite a lot of Christmas shopping, largely. We went to the best outlet centre 
I've ever been to. Um, I know I love Bista in the UK, but honestly, where we went had a Zimmerman. It had all, all these beautiful, like really high fashion shops. And I was just, I was speechless. I was hysterical watching your stories. Um, it was just... I, I I can't even explain it. What was the outlet called? Just in case anybody wants to go. It was called go. Woodbury Common, and it was in it was not not but an hour in the coach from Manhattan. Um, so it's still in New York State, but um, a little bit further out of the way. But honestly, it was incredible. Like the selection as well. It had like Prada and Acne and Chloe. But I suppose I love Bista. But unlike Bista, when you go, I think there's there's an all like often not loads of choice because everyone goes there and everyone knows about it whereas here it felt a little bit more like there was like old season stock but not everyone knew yeah I mean it just looked like such good stuff and you said the prices were really good as well they were really good um, oh sorry there was um I'm just gonna I'm fine you go on oh, um but there was in Chloe I mean a lot of stuff because it is naturally so expensive it is still expensive. There's no getting around that. But in Chloe, they had a couple of rails of 80% off, like old past seasons. So maybe like two or three seasons ago. And things that I'd recognise, there was things that were kind of like Luella-ish. Um, and it was like, they were still obviously a couple of hundred pounds, but considering they had gone down from a couple of thousand pounds, it it was just... I was so excited, but it literally, it makes you think you've got more to spend in these shops than you have because you're like, yes. But um, no, it was, it was very exciting. It was very exciting indeed. Did you, did you buy anything? You showed me a couple of fails. Yeah, I, I tried um, on a few things. Um, I actually bought some sunglasses in the end um, from Celine, which I really, I'd had my eye on. Um, but other than that, I just I bought a couple of Christmas presents, which I shan't disclose. Um, in case- yeah, I've I've literally put on my list Christmas presents, which I can't discuss. I know that's the thing. <laughs> I've bought I have bought a lot of Christmas. I've still got more to do, which is slightly stressing me out. Um, but I'm getting. Have you this have you done yours? No, and to be honest, um, we didn't. So basically, Jack and I sat down maybe two or three nights ago, and we're like, right, Christmas, let's let's talk. Um, and this is when we kind of had a bit of a panic because we hadn't bought June anything. I mean, I know Father Christmas is going to be doing the bulk of that, yeah, that for us. Um, but you know, we you know we'd like to get her a few gifts, and we hadn't. And then, then I started panicking about the food shop because you know because I'm going to a spa with my friend, um, and I've got some other bits planned. There's only so many opportunities to go to the like the supermarket. And then I was like, well, I need bits and bobs from Marx's, but I need you know. And then posh bits from Waitrose, well, and Marx's, you know, combined. But then I probably need to go to Aldi and Tesco. Um, and so basically just got myself in a bit of a tiz. But then I remembered, you know, we have the internet and all is okay. And within a couple of hours, we'd got June's presents. Um, we'd we'd um, reserved our turkey with, at Marks and Spencer's and, and it was all okay. I know. It's so easy, though, to get yourself. I think when you see other people being like, I've done my Christmas shopping, I've done this, it's so quick send you into a tiz and it's like it's your Christmas do it how you want to do it yes I saw a brilliant post was it um, Lizzie did I was going to say Lizzie did an excellent post yes and where can people find that it's um, shopfromthestreet.com but she just wrote the most brilliant post about not feeling festive and why how there is such a lot of pressure to feel festive at this time of year 
Yeah, and I think everyone's Christmas looks different. Um, and everyone's posting their highlights on Instagram, you know, especially this time of year. And they're not they're not posting in, in between stuff. So, you know, I think it's just good to just put that phone down. And also, it, it can be really stressful. Just just be as kind to yourself as you can, like me today, not getting dressed in my pajamas, having a having a pajama day. Christmas is what you make of it. If you don't want to, you know, deck the halls, if you don't want to do a huge Christmas shop, don't. Like, there's no pressure. Like, it is it is what you make of it. It's about how you spend it. And if you choose to not spend it with everyone because you don't want to, that's fine too. Definitely. Um, there is a lot of pressure. I've been feeling the pressure this year, definitely. Yeah, well, I do I do think hosting is, is, um, is a bit stressful. Like, I... I I've watched them. Um, have you ever yes. seen Grumpy Old Women? Um, when they talk and like the Christmas special, and I was like, "Is that bloody hell?" These women are a bit grumpy. And then I was like, "Oh, I kind of get it." Like, because if you're hosting, yeah. you're in charge of the magic. You're in charge of like orchestrating the big day. And I'm like, "Oh, oh, like my parents did such a good job and never moaned about it." I mean, I but will exactly. be moaning about it. I'll be like. Be letting everyone know exactly how much hard work's gone the thing, into these kind of But I think there is there is a lot of pressure on it, and I think it is so important to remember that it's it's a time. I don't know. It's it's a funny. I love Christmas, but equally, I know that when I've spoken to people in the past who have been like, oh, "I'm not feeling very fest- Christmassy," I'm, I think it's the natural instinct to go, "But why? Why? What's not to be Christmassy about?" But it it can be like a lot. Definitely. And I think, um, you know, a lot of people struggle with missing people this time of year. It might be kind of people's first Christmas without somebody. Um, and, and it's a lot. I think Christmas is bittersweet. It's, it is about embracing and, and being thankful for, for what you've got. But then also it can be, I guess, when you look at other people's and, and they've got certain family members um, who, who, might not be there around your table who used to be and I think that's that's really hard as well just kind of it and it kind of like hits you as well like a wave you don't kind of expect it you're like oh did not see that coming um might have to leave Marks and Spencer I'm a bit blurry eyed but you know um I think that's the thing I think that's that thing it's, it is what you make of it it is it is only if you it's like I know there's been such a huge build-up which can feel kind of inescapable and sometimes a bit suffocating but do what you want to do and look after yourself Yes, I agree. I'm just like, yes, reflective is is a really um, great way of describing it. I do think it's a very reflective time of year. And sometimes you might not want to do that reflection. Exactly. You're just like, oh, actually, I don't don't need to be reminded. Yeah, I'm all right, thanks. Speaking of reflection, it's a very tenuous link, but um, I Are you laughing um, at that link? (laughs) It's such a... Unless unless you bought a mirror, I don't want to know your link I couldn't even go through with it, it was so bad. I didn't... No, I bought I bought um a sequin trim dress. <laughs> I know. Well, well, the um the urge to um see, basically I had a massive sequin craving that I couldn't ignore any longer because I I feel like a lot of people have got sequin skirts and sequin dresses and I'm I think they always look great but I'm like well do I really need it? However, um, a dress that I'd been spying up all season on ASOS went in the sale at half price. And the only way I can describe it is oh, yeah, like I know half exactly the one. wife, half just Christmas. It's like, yeah, a navy floral pin print midi dress with a high neck sleeves. And then they've just stuck on the end a sequin um, cuff on both sleeves and then a sequin hem. 
the rest of the year it kind of looked a bit weird. I was like, I don't really know. How I feel it all about makes that. sense. Come, come December the thirteenth, I was like, I'm in. I need that dress. Yeah. Um. So I ordered it and it arrived this morning and I tried it on and I've got some silver shoes from Marks and Spencers um from a couple of seasons ago and remember I told yes. you about that styled bag that I bought on eBay the pink velvet one um together I, I look a festive dream is it your Christmas day outfit no you see I've already worn my Christmas day outfit um I mean I know I can wear it again but I just keep chopping and changing I'm just gonna see how I feel on Christmas day what outfit is your Christmas day outfit it was my green Lorex Joni dress. Oh, yes. Yeah, I went to a lunch recently and got quite outrageously drunk. Um, so it's kind of tightened it a bit. I might have to forget about the hangover before I wear it again. <laughs> it was quite painful. What are you wearing? I don't know. There is a couple of dresses I've got my eye on. Um, yeah, I mean, I, but I'm going to have a little I have something. I'm not going to buy anything new, um, she says, because my new dress arrived this morning. But um, I'm just going to see how... I'm, I'm not going to find anything newer than the new day. dress that we'll arrived see. this morning. I'm a, um, a pajamas till about 11, 11 o'clock-ish, and then and then it's time for like full-on dress and heels kind of person. What about you? Oh, yeah, exactly the same. I'm like, I like to get dressed up oh, on Christmas yeah, Day, and then yeah, from absolutely. about 5-ish back to pajamas. I, I just can't. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Following on from all of our Christmas chat, I actually wasn't around for this interview, but Charlotte kindly hosted it. And it is, I'm so gutted because I feel there's so much I'm going to take away from this. So I'm going to, I'm going to be listening to this as well for the first time, which is exciting. But Charlotte did a lovely interview with the wonderful Rosie Burkett, who is an enormously talented food writer and author of A Lot on Her Plate, which is absolutely brilliant. Um, she's the creator of the Charlotte's favorite and infamous popcorn cheesecake and <laughs> someone who has got a lot of information about hosting on Christmas Day and all things festive. I hope you like it. It's a quick 20 minutes with Rosie and approximately 10 minutes of our chat is taken up talking about gravy. I'm so sorry. If like my mum, you don't like gravy. <laughs> you got no choice. Imagine, imagine. She likes her she likes her roast dinners dry. Anyway, that is chat for another day. I, I really hope you like it. So here I am speaking to Rosie Burkett, one of our lovely, lovely friends who's a really excellent food writer. And Rosie um has a book called A Lot on Her Plate. And you are currently finishing a new book, which will be out in the new year. But we're not going to talk about that, Rosie, are we? No, we're not going to mention the new one. We're just going to we're just going to do Christmas correspondence stuff today. Yeah, so Rosie is our official Christmas correspondent, as she named herself. And I love that title. I want to be known as that forever from here on in. That's just my new title. 
Fair enough, fair enough. So <laughs> tell us about Christmas, because this is the first Christmas that I've hosted. And yesterday, Jack and me, Jack and I, I could never get that right, we sat down and um, we hadn't done anything to do with food. And then I realised I'm going to need to do three different food shops. Like, where's all the food? Like, just actually, it is a strategic process. You can't just, like, you know, rock up on Christmas Day and just hope for the best. Yeah, you, yeah, you can't. You can't. There you, are you hosting there this year? What are you doing? So I am hosting with my mum. So basically, we are cooking in my mum's kitchen, which will be just a, a lesson in micromanagement because my mum is a really good cook um, and she can't quite get her head around the fact that I also cook and that that's kind of my job now. Um, so I will be cooking, but with my mum sort of peering over my shoulder just checking that I've parboiled the potatoes uh you know that I've reduced the gravy um and I'll be sort of like yes mum <laughs> I do I'm do already this get, I'm already getting hot cheeks at the thought of that scene I've got this like, mum I've got it yeah yeah no I, I have got a book published like been on the tv to talk about food actually quite a lot <laughs> But it's good, you know, um, she is she is a really good cook and um, I did learn at her apron strings, um, even though I wasn't really allowed to participate, I was allowed to observe and, and sort of pick up tips. Um, Your but, mum sounds marvellous, I love it, I love uh, a strong woman. She's amazing. Um, so we are cooking for my husband and his parents who are coming down, so it will be a very jolly affair. And what about you? You've got Jack and June... I've got Jack, June, my mum and dad, my brother um, and his girlfriend, which I say girlfriend, they've been together for 20 years. Oh, wow. Um, I know, yeah, maybe, I don't know what else I should use. But, and then my nephew as well. And he, is he, is he 15? He's at that mute stage Ooh. where he's just not really that into talking to anybody. So I'm not sure how old he is. I haven't spoken to him in a couple of years. Just nod. Just get a few sherries down him. He'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I was kind of chilled about it. And then um, last week we made toad in the hole, went to make some gravy. Well, what a disaster the gravy was. Now I'm panicking. Can we start with, what are your Christmas traditions? Do you make the same thing every year? Do you like to experiment? Well, to tell me. Pretty much. I mean, we're re- we're real creatures of habit, actually. And um, it is always a turkey. And I usually make um a couple of different stuffings I love stuffings like and stuffings are brilliant because you they are one thing you can make the day before um with you know or even a couple of days before and they'll be totally fine um and you can get really creative with them as well they're just they're just a bit of fun um I, so I I, stuffing in the sandwich the, the you know the evening oh, that evening or the day after oh I'm so excited <laughs> but I always feel like you're super lucky if there's any stuffing left over after Christmas day because it is one of the things that just goes yeah um, we get extra because of the fights, basically. Oh, totally. And and I think that's just the way to go, like over cater um, and really delicious stuffings because absolutely right, like there is nothing better than a turkey sandwich with some stuffing in it. Um, so we always have stuffings. I normally do like a watercress and chestnut um, vegetarian stuffing with sourdough and lemon zest. And then I do um, like a, a classic um, pork sausage meat one with onion and sage um and maybe some pine nuts because I'm a, a little fan of pine nuts um and then we always have roast turkey with all the trimmings um delicious gravy and my top tip for gravy is put a little slosh of fino sherry in there because it just 
sherry works so well with poultry with the flavor of, of poultry juices and it just really really lifts it and it's delicious um, can, can you walk me through the gravy like I, I honestly don't know where to begin and I, I hate bisto so well I mean maybe I'm somebody said just pimp up your bisto but I mean so am I collecting the juices from the turkey tray is that what I'm doing oh absolutely that's the key so what I would suggest doing um is getting your hands on some really good um chicken stock um if you can't be bothered to make it if you can and I always do encourage chicken stock um making I, I know I sound like a bit of a sort of granny but it is if you're if you're buying a chicken you know a week or a few weeks before Christmas why not um roast it eat the meat and then um make stock from the carcass and then you can freeze it you've got it in the bank and then it just really helps you with the gravy when it when it comes to Christmas because turkey is such a big bird and you're roasting it for quite a long time loads of juice and then you're resting it the, the key is also to rest them rest the turkey once you've cooked it because it will carry on cooking on um, and it will relax the meat so any meat that you roast you need to you need to rest it so that the protein has a chance to relax um, and retain all the juiciness because if you if you don't rest it if you start carving it straight out of the oven the, the protein is all is all tense and it and it sort of lets go of all that lovely juice so always rest your meat always mess, uh, rest your your turkey once you've cooked it I usually rest it for a good hour um, oh, okay. So you can get other things in the ovens. So that's like freeing up the oven, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, totally, totally. Um, so th- that's why it's really great to work that in when you're thinking about your schedule. Work in an hour of resting the turkey, and then you can finish off your roast potatoes, your parsnips, um, your stuffing. And if you are, you know, at all from Yorkshire, or even if you just love a Yorkshire pudding, um, we always have to have Yorkshire puddings now because my husband is from Yorkshire. Well, it's controversial, isn't it? I mean, I'll eat Yorkshire's at any opportunity, but not on Christmas Day. I know. I was kind of like, listen, there's enough going on here. We've got enough accoutrements going but on. We, I will get back to the gravy in a second because this is basically my one-on-one masterclass for Christmas Day. Or I already feel better. But we we are a loyal mash mashed potato family, so we have roast and mash. Um, and that's that's quite a kind of specific regional thing um yeah yeah I'll never roast without a mash okay uh, you see I never bother with mash because I just I, I don't know why I'm just not a mash I'm a, all about the crispy potatoes yeah we have both we have both double whammy it's, yeah it's just how it's been for 30 years what is it about Christmas and trying to break a tradition it's like it's you just can't no we have to have mash as well even yeah, though absolutely. like you have one spoonful each and you'll be full well, the other day I cooked dauphinois for the first time, which, by the way, was really easy. Um, and I was like, maybe we'll have dauphinois on Christmas Day. And everyone was like, yeah, that sounds great. And I was like, but, you know, if we have dauphinois, we maybe have to like not have mash and not have cauliflower cheese. And all hell broke loose. And I was like, do you know what? Sod the dauphinois. We'll just have mash and cauliflower cheese like we, well, like we normally do. <laughs> yeah, we'll just stick, stick to what's safe, what we know works. Yeah. So um, the, the turkey's out. It's resting. And now it's, you know, now it's time to make the gravy. Yeah. OK, so you've got your turkey in your roasting tray. All the juices are in there from the roasting. And there's also probably quite a lot of fat as well from, um, from that's rendered out of the turkey. And also if you've used butter or olive oil on, on the turkey, there'll be a, a layer of fat on top of the juices so take the turkey out of the roasting tray um, and and sit it on your platter with a bit of foil over it resting it and then um, spoon off any fat from the juices 
So like you take a big spoon and you sort of, there's a bit of an art to it. You sort of skim off the fat um, from the surface of the, of the juices. And it will be really obvious because it will be floating on top. So just skim it off as, as good as you can. You don't have to get every last drop. I then use some of that fat to make what is known in the biz as a roux. Um, oh, I knew, I knew you were going to say roux. <laughs> My mum lives for a roux. I think it's quite a 70s thing as well. It is. Like everyone could make a roux. I think you have to have your, your gravy a little bit thickened on Christmas because it just, not claggy, but just a nice luxurious kind of smoothness to it. So what I do is take about three tablespoons of the fat that's, that I've drained off the bird and then I mix it with a bit, I use plain flour because we're all okay with gluten, but if you're gluten intolerant, you could use corn flour um, and give it a good mix um, and make a sort of paste with it. Um, and then what you do is you use that to thicken your gravy. So you've got your juices in the roasting tin um, and you can sort of either put your roasting tin straight onto the hob or you can if you don't want to put your roasting tray over the heat you can just pour the juices off into a into a saucepan um so you've got your lovely juices in there you've got your roux ready mixed so your fat and your um flour mixed together into a paste and then you want to heat up the juices um and put that roux in there and basically whisk it in so you're whisking the 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 fat and the flour into the juices and I use one of those I don't know if you've got one of those little micro whisks have you well, got one we of don't the... have a whisk I've just got my Christmas list out and this I, I've just put whisk on it so I'm going to put micro whisk yeah get a whisk because they're super helpful for anything from making Yorkshire puddings to you know whisk, whip, whip, whipping cream or whatever that's so, when we discovered it toad in the whole week where there was no whisk oh tricky how did you yeah. do that I didn't jack did it so oh. um uh, yeah a lot of fork action yeah, right. Gosh, that must have been involved a lot of elbow grease. Yeah. Um, so then you basically like make sure you scrape the bottom of the of the roasting tray and get all those nice sticky bits off the bottom. Whisk your roux in, and you'll see that it starts to thicken. Um, so the 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 juices once the roux um, interacts with the the juices, it will start to thicken it. And at that point, pour in your stock, um, and you know keep stirring and I pour in some sherry as well some lovely fino sherry you could use white wine you could use a bit of Madeira um and I I just love the depth that, that the fino gives it so whisk it all together um and it's not like you don't have to whisk it like you're whipping cream but you're basically just trying to keep it all moving keep it all um uh sort of um incorporated so you're not getting any lumps um and give it just keep tasting it basically you want to reduce it so I would add about a liter of chicken stock um and so in terms of making your roux you want about two tablespoons of flour um and three tablespoons of fat and then think- just, just keep whisking it over the heat um keep tasting it add salt you could add a little bit of like um I sometimes add quince jelly if I've got some of that just to sweeten it up um but just keep tasting it and keep it reducing over the heat I'd say for about 15 minutes 15 20 minutes um and then you've got some beautiful gravy if you're worried about any bits and bobs like if you've roasted the um turkey on veg like onions what I normally do is is roast it on a base of like onions and celery and a couple of carrots that also 
builds flavor into your gravy as well. Um, and you can keep all of that gubbins in the tray when you're making the gravy, just pass it through a sieve when you're, before you're going to serve it, pass it through a sieve into a warm jug. Does that make sense? I wish you could see my face right now. That is the kind of stuff that that I wish I got taught at school. I've, I've visualised myself making the gravy. I'm going to play this podcast back on Christmas <laughs> Day while I'm doing it. That was brilliant. Oh, gravy you're so well. makes sense. This is what I learned from my mum. So this is this is literally how I did how I learned from gravy. My mum is the master of gravy. She's she has already made the chicken stock for the gravy. That's already in the freezer you know, that I can just forget about even getting involved with making the chicken stock because that's already done. Um, in fact, she's probably got some turkey gravy from last year that's in the freezer that we will, she's always got like, almost like someone who's making sourdough. My mum has always got these, she for some reason keeps them in flora tubs. And there's always a flora tub of beef gravy, pork gravy, chicken stock, turkey stock, turkey gravy. There's all these things in her freezer. So we're always building on the like last year's gravy. Um, and it does <laughs> better and I love better this. I love this and then I'm just literally talking about gravy now but say for example you're doing a beef roast you just do exactly the same and then get beef stock or onion stock or just yeah. like you just yeah totally you don't that even thing that you add you don't need um if you don't have chicken stock or, or you don't have meat stock if you haven't roasted marrow bones don't worry you can use vegetable stock onion stock is a really good one as well like buy a big bag of onions cut them in half keep the skins on Put, roast them in a in a olive oil and they become all caramelized and brown and then if you add um water you know if you then put pour water over them and create a broth they make a really good stock so oh, anything anything like that for a veggie gravy works and really I well make the veggie gravy ahead of time could i and just reheat it you can make it yeah you could definitely you could definitely make the veggie gravy ahead of time yeah because um, i've got a vegetarian on my hands now which is you know absolutely fine but it's just changed just thrown some new things into the into the arena really it adds an extra dimension an extra thing to prep but it's definitely. fine jack jack's in charge of what he's going to eat and I'll, I'll do his gravy now that i've had this this lesson and um, yeah. i guess the other thing that i think most listeners will will also maybe have a big bit of a panic over is, is roast potatoes i mean they mm. you know have a crap roast it's a uh, crap roast potato it's going to be a crap dinner really I mean, I'm not putting pressure on anyone, but how are we get how are we getting them crispy and fluffy and just wonderful? So, very simple: peel them, cut them in, cut them into the size that you want for your potatoes. So it will depend on how big they are. But I like I like a good chunky potato. I don't like them too small. Um, so I normally end up cutting them in half or sometimes in three, depending on how big they are. Um, and use like a good like Maris Piper or King Edward or the red there's really nice red skinned potatoes at the moment um so use some of those and then I like goose fat because it just is so crispy and delicious um but if you're cooking for veggies you can use rapeseed oil um you you want to use rapeseed oil or goose fat because they have a high smoking point and they make really crispy potatoes um so I will use Sometimes I'll use dripping or I might use goose fat or rapeseed oil, but um, peel your potatoes, cut them into in half or into three and then parboil them. Um, so put them in a big pan, cover them with water. At this point, put a teaspoon or two teaspoons of salt in because you're going to be seasoning them by cooking them in the salted water. So this is important because you're going to get flavor into the potatoes at the boiling stage. So make sure the water's well salted. I would probably go for about two teaspoons of salt. Parboil them for like 
eight to 10 minutes, um, or actually maybe that's a bit long, um, maybe like six to eight minutes until, until they're a little bit soft and you, what you want. And, and don't worry if they've gone a little bit too soft, as long as they're not totally mashed, you don't want mash. You want them to retain their potato-ness, like their shape, but you, you're going to fluff them up. So drain them off and then put the lid back on the pan and give them, I give them a really good shake. So you've, this is like an age old thing. You've probably seen Delia Smith doing it. Um, my mum always did it when I was growing up and you just shake them in the pan and this fluffs them up and gives them, so where they've cooked um, and they've become sort of softened, you fluff them up and those, that fluffy bit is going to, is going to pick up the fat and become really crispy. So what is crucial at this point is that you've got hot fat. So get your, whether it's goose fat or rapeseed oil or dripping or whatever you're using, get it into the oven in the roasting tray that you're going to roast the potatoes in and get it really, really, really hot. So don't underestimate how hot this fat needs to be. It needs to be really blooming hot. Um, so I put it in there for a good five minutes. You know, you can even get it in there while you're parboiling the potatoes. It can't be too hot. Um, and then once you've drained them, fluff them up, make sure that the water has sort of steamed off them and they're pretty dry and then get them get that hot fat out of the oven obviously use oven gloves to get the roasting tray out because it's going to be super hot get the potatoes straight into the hot fat and then coat them in that hot fat so you want to toss them around with um either you can do it just by tossing the tray that's a little bit chefy or you can use I use a big metal spoon and just get under them turn them over in the hot fat and then straight back in the oven so um, don't let them cool down. You want that fat to be really hot because that's how the crispness is going to get into the potatoes. Um, so straight back in the oven. And then you want to roast them, you know, roast them on, on a, in a high oven um, for like 20 minutes, 20 minutes to half an hour. And then at that point, I put in, I love bashed garlic. Um, so bashed cloves of garlic um, so keep them in their skins and just give them a bash just to like release so you're smashing the clove and then they go in there with um, rosemary as well but I put them in after the after they've semi-roasted because the, the rosemary burns um, so put the garlic and the rosemary in and then roast them for another 15-20 minutes until they're really crispy and golden and I would turn them over as well halfway through so that you're getting an even crispy coating on the outside you are making this sound so easy. I love the way you explain it. It's so helpful. It's like, well, why do we, you know, put salt in the water? You know, you've just ex you've just explained it. And, you know, um, I kept seeing, um, actually, again, going back to my toad in the hole, but it kept saying rapeseed oil and I couldn't understand why it was rapeseed oil, but you've just explained it has a high burning point. So this is... Yeah. This is all gold. Thank you so much for sharing. Oh, um, you're so welcome. I'm just trying to think, have you got any other top tips for the main course? And then we'll talk about dessert because I'm quite excited to talk about dessert. <laughs> um, I would say if, you, if you're doing a greens, if you haven't tried sprout tops, give them a whirl. So I, I don't know how you, how do you feel about sprouts, Charlotte? Mm, I just... I don't know. As I as I'm getting older, my tastes are changing. I'm open to new things. That's all I can say. I'm I'm willing to give them a go. So I can't I, I can't big them up enough. I really love sprouts and I think that a lot of people who don't like them sort of associate them with that horrible boggy sulfuric oh, over yeah. overcooked sprouts that we had at yeah. school 
but actually like they are so good they're just mini cabbages and if you cook them for just the right amount of time then they're just so lovely and delicious and I I use like lemon lemon butter I do like um you know melted butter with a bit of lemon juice and lemon zest and some caraway seeds which give them a really lovely kind of um a real kind of lift but I'm also a massive fan of sprout tops so the greens from the top of the sprout plant um have got so much flavor in them and they're just a really really good green to have with a roast and they, they, they've got an amazing flavor so buttered sprout tops is my other top tip um if you like if you are a fan of sprouts now i'm giving that a whirl i think like you say lemon it just kind of cuts through we're just so used to what the uh, that smell the the taste the school i know exactly what you're talking about but what you mm. just described sounds amazing yeah so th- so using lemon um and using acid in general is always going to help with something like a roast dinner which is so you know can be quite one note it's very heavy it's very rich but if you've even get some um some some lemon zest into the roast potatoes as well when you put the rosemary and the garlic in um you could use a bit of orange zest or lemon zest just something just to give it that lovely little lift um and I also put lemon zest and lemon juice in my cranberry sauce as well um and I would say if you're making mash try putting some creme fraiche through the mash uh, so buttermilk um, or creme fraiche, either of those, or even if you've got like milk kefir in the fridge, just something or creme or sour cream just cuts through again and just gives it another another element, which is lovely with the richness of the meat. I feel like I'm going to be doing these things in 30 years time and I'll be like, thank you, Rosie. Like, it's <laughs> so helpful. And what do you have for dessert? Are you a strict Christmas pudding um, family? Or... Uh, yeah. Do you know what? I am? I always go for it on the savoury side. I am such a, I'm so, it's hard to believe because a lot of people know my desserts and, and sort of think about me for those but I love like roast potatoes and gravy I could just you know that is I really go for it on that side so by the time and also I'm usually had a few glasses of champagne and if I'm cooking you know you've had a, a few glasses of wine by the time it gets to dessert I'm usually a bit done but I do love a little slice of um of Christmas pudding with um a bit of clotted cream oh. and it's Christmas so we're meant to be really full so I will go for that I know at this point I think um I'm literally laid on the sofa just going oh (laughs) oh." um but we made a couple of years ago because my nephew um anything you know so he'll talk to me and he doesn't like chocolate but what he does love is popcorn and we we made your popcorn cheesecake oh my gosh is the best thing it I, I can't say enough about it. It's, it looks oh. impressive. It's really easy to make and it's delicious. It's so good. Oh, so that, thank you. Yeah, thank you for that recipe. Me and my nephew, I think, I don't know if he felt he had a moment, but I felt we had a moment. Oh, that's so nice. I love that. That's that's kind of my whole point of, of cooking and writing recipes is to think of people enjoying them and sharing them. And yeah, like the, the popcorn cheesecake is quite a thing. It's it's a real sort of, it's a big mess, but it's it looks it looks good it looks delicious I just love popcorn so I think and it's quite a Christmassy thing as well popcorn you know traditionally people used to string popcorn up and put it on their tree um but why do that when you can put it on top of a cheesecake and cover it in salted caramel uh, yeah it's it's absolutely brilliant even if you don't do it for Christmas day I insist listeners that you do it on Boxing Day or oh. even New Year's Eve it is it is re- really easy because you make the caramel sauce and I was like I can't make caramel like 
but you can you can oh, with yeah. your instructions you can it's super easy and you're right you can prep it ahead as well you can make the cheesecake mix and just put it all together you know on the day so it's it's a good one to 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 do I can't wait well thank you so much for taking up your busy schedule I know you we're not mentioning but I know you're on a book deadline I really really appreciate it oh my um, gosh I've where loved it can everyone find you online because you post some beautiful restaurants recipes all kinds of interesting stuff I love following following you on Instagram oh thank you my love yeah I'm on Instagram and I'm a Rosie foodie um so follow me on Rosie foodie and my website is rosieburkett.com um and there is some there are, I should say, some Christmas recipes on on the website. So um, the stuff we've just been talking about, I did a blog post last year about Christmas dinner. Um, and if you search for that on my website, you'll find it. Um, and there's also some like winter salads, some Christmassy kind of winter salad ideas up on there as well. Um, oh, yeah. For those for days Christmas. that you're like, I need, I need, I need a salad. I need some veg. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, well, thank you so much, Rosie. Such a pleasure. Please give June a, a big cuddle for me. You know how much I love June. <laughs> wow, that's what got me thinking about gravy. Um, that was mouth-watering. That was, oh, I'm feeling I, 10 out of 10. I couldn't for stop thanking Rosie enough because I feel like I've had gravy problems and roast potato problems for years but the way she explains everything like with the science behind it like I always wondered why um if you're not using like duck or goose fat why you use rapeseed oil and it's because because of the burning point who knew I feel ready to take on Christmas now I know I've breathed a small sigh of relief still a little bit anxious but I feel more prepared yeah we can do this so we are going to record one more episode for you next week and we're going to release it between Christmas and New Year just so you've got something as a little pick me up I'm not going to tell you about our guest but we have a wonderful guest who's going to get you hopefully all inspired um for 2019 and that's it I'm gonna go now <laughs> I was just listening I was like I can't wait <laughs> I'm gonna go I've, I've got I've got um I don't know more pajamas to wear And I've got Christmas presents to wrap and festivities to indulge in this evening. But um, yes, we will see you next week. And then we will be on a little break until the new year, mid-January, where we'll be back and ready to record. We hope you have the most wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Christmas. And thank you so much. Um, well, Well, we'll thank you again next week. So we hope you have the most wonderful Christmas. Look after yourselves, enjoy everything if you can and just have a really lovely, relaxing, happy time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877 877- 
351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.